Pre-roll time. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Inked Marketing. And the Inked Marketing crowd-funded comic for this yeah, episode is none other than Swords and Solace. Join the nearly 150 followers. Uh, there's, I think there's over that by now, to be honest. Um, there's only a few days left on this on this uh, campaign, so get on it now. So, um, what is Swords and Solace? Swords and Solace is the third and final entry in the trilogy. Rat, an assassin who wishes to earn his freedom from his oppressive guild, becomes a legend as he roams the land, cutting down every killer who dares to step in his path. In the conclusion to the trilogy, Rat learns the true peace isn't just something he needs to achieve himself, but it's something that must be taught to the next generation. So this is a Kickstarter comic. Let's go to Kickstarter search. Uh, Swords and Solace. Sorry, my, my read here said uh, a whole different book there. Swords and Solace. That's who you want to search. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's funded, but that means that they're stretch goals. So get on it. This is an inked mark. Getting message. Age of Radio. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. again and welcome back to the cheers to comics podcast i'm brian wayne and this is episode 282 282nd episode of the cheers to comics podcast will be a highlight episode i'll be going over all of the stuff between um uh, the third of february and now so whether it's books news speculation whatever it may be this is just all the goodies that's happened throughout the week so grab yourself a libation or drink or coffee or it doesn't need to be alcoholic. Yeah, let's cheers to comics. Be toast with water. Um, yeah, just raise our glass to some comic book stuff. So some stuff definitely happened. Some stuff definitely happened this week. Books came out, that's for sure. That is for damn sure. But what about the news? What about the news? What happened this week? Um, honestly, not a whole lot, but, uh, something that I'm <laughs> really gonna enjoy talking about. Uh, call me, call me the umbrella, because I am throwing all types of shade on this, uh, on this segment. Uh, Berserker, uh, Carve's Hot Shot, his, his, uh, his book is pushed back. Why? Why is it pushed back? What? Whoa. Um, yeah, I'm shady. Uh, look, I, I understand. Keanu Reeves is a treasure. He's a great human being. Um, and he's great at firing guns. Can he act? Not in my opinion. Uh, and that's why when he goes to write a book, a comic book, um, I, uh, <laughs> and has the nerve to charge a fucking thousand dollars 
for a goddamn CGC signing. The uh, uh, you have to buy a one in one thousand copy. You have to buy a thousand copies of this book to be able to get the. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Keanu Reeves is going to saturate the market with a bunch of books that nobody is gonna even give a shit about. And fuck, I say five years. I say six months. Six months. This this book is a poof flash in the pan. But you know what? Um, it's not gonna be six months from today because, uh, or maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe people fucking give up on it by the time it gets here. Um, I know this isn't a podcast to throw shade on comics. I'm not saying don't go out and buy Berserker. I'm not. Support books however you can because it's more than just Cha Keanu Reeves making this book. You know, Matt Kent is the actual real writer of this book. You know, the comic book writer. Um, Keanu Reeves has just put his name on the fucking, uh, front of it. And then, you know, the artists as well. So, yes, there's plenty of people. You know, boom, the people at boom gotta eat. So, no, 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 I'm not saying don't support this book. I'm just saying the, the, the the 650,000 print run that has been allowed, um, that's because of one in 1,000 incentive variants and um, store exclusives, getting like 150 print runs and shit like that. And uh, I don't know. It's just, I think it's ridiculous. I, I, I honestly think it's bad for comics. I do. Um, if this book would have just came out through Kickstarter um, and everybody got their Kickstarter book, awesome. And then, you know, a year later, or six months later for that, you know, it gets picked up by Boom, and they just release it with a few covers. Awesome. You know, you want to put out 50 exclusive variant covers, put it out through Kickstarter. Um, I know it's, it's, what about the OCSs? They benefit from that. No, I get it. I get it. Um, But at the same time, uh, I don't think I, I don't think I like the way this whole Berserker thing is being carried about. Uh, I understand the benefit that this book had for other Kickstarter and Indiegogo independent creators. You know, it, it brought eyes over to that that source to be able to pick up books. Um, it, it did wonders there, and you know, it, it, for Boom as well. You know, congratulations to those things. But as far as a fucking quajillionaire saying, "Hey, give me money for this comic." And then put his name first on the book when it's really just an idea in his head. You know, I, can I say that for sure? No. But I would bet money. I would bet money that Keanu Reeves did not really write any of this comic. He just said, get me a writer, bruh. And uh, I, got, I got like a script because Hollywood... And that's that's what happened. Um, is he a bad person for that? No, no. Um, kind, maybe a little ignorant. Because, you know, most people that aren't deep into comics, they don't understand. I get it. Everybody's green in the industry at one point in time. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, did I pick up? Did I pre-order the book? Yeah, I pre-ordered the book. I pre-ordered two copies of the A cover. That's it. One for me. One in case uh, the, the one I wanted gets damaged. You know? Uh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all it is. That's all it is. Um, I, I am genuinely interested in reading the book, for sure. I really love Matt Kent, and the art looks great. And Yeah, but it just kind of feels like, hey, if you guys like... Uh, what's that? What are those movies he did that were kind of de- uh, pretty decent? Um, the one with the dog. I don't know. The Dead Puppy movie. That's the one. That's how you're going to remember Keanu Reeves now, the guy that did the Dead Puppy movie. 
Uh, <laughs> fuck, what is that called? Uh, whatever. It's not important. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's pushed back. It's pushed back till March, and what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, just continue to wait. That's what you're going to do. This is what you get. This is what you get when you... <laughs> You let Hollywood run comics. Uh, Continuing on, there's a little bit more news. Um, ah, I don't want to throw shade on this topic, but there might... uh, Yeah, there might be an umbrella effect here going on. Um, First off, on a high note, Man-Thing is getting a a miniseries. Awesome. Curse of the Man-Thing. Brilliant. Somebody just asked me the other day, who's the least utilized character in Marvel? And I said, Man-Thing. And then, boom, this comes out. Um, Well, here's the deal. Uh, As you all know, I have feelings about these Gleason Webhub variants. Are the original Spider-Man Webhub variants absolutely beautiful? Yes. Um, Did it warrant a second print being printed in red? Sure. Did it warrant a third print being printed in blue? Sure. Did it warrant uh, a variant of um, uh, Venom as an exclusive? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Venom's not made of spider webs, but at the same time, I can kind of see it. You know, it's just kind of treading, treading a, a fine line there. You know, Venom, Spider-Man. You know, kind of back and forth. That would make sense. But Man Thing. Patrick Gleason doing a Man-Thing Webhub variant. Uh, I love Man-Thing just as much as the rest. Don't soundbite that. Um, and, like I said, I love the, the Gleason Spider-Man Webhub variant. But Man-Thing, and this doesn't make any sense. Just like uh, the someone tried to do a Star Wars variant in the same type of concept. Like, why is Yoda made out of spider webs? Like, what the fuck is that about? You know, is the Mandalorian made out of spider webs? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just, they're not. They're not. I could tell you that much. I mean, we don't know much about um, the whole Yoda past, but I don't think they're made out of spider webs. Uh, so those those covers don't make sense to me. You know, it's a it's a gimmick at this point, and you know, whatever. If ASM wants to keep printing these every color of the rainbow, do a seventh printing, fucking. Um, foil variant in the webhead Spider-Man? Sure. Because honestly, they're, they are pretty awesome. And I'm going to get the blue third print too. Um, am I going to go all in on it? No. Because uh, <laughs> if you spec'd on that second print, and I'm going to get to that um, in the next segment, if you spec'd on that second print, you done fucked up, a eh, Aaron. That's all there is to it. Because, yeah. Uh, I, I saw people pre-ordering 250 copies, and uh, like 100 of them are like grade-worthy because we all know how Diamond loves to ship. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so the, the 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 market is absolutely saturated. You know, damn near every shop out there still has a brick of them on their shelves. So, um, not a book to spec on, but for the sake of you know just collectability and the you know beauty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But with Man Thing getting one, mm-mm. No, no. Am I gonna get the Man Thing? Gleason, if it's a if it's a variant, if it's the A cover, yes, I'm gonna get it. I don't think it would be though. Um, if it's if it's a variant, uh, you know, uh, 
as much as I love Man-Thing and there's not enough Man-Thing celebration out there, I'm probably going to pass. And that's just, I don't know, that's just me. So, you know, that's what I got in the news this week, y'all. That's, that's the news. Um, I don't think that the rest of this podcast is going to be all, I fucking hate Kanye, because that's not what this is at all. No, it just so happens that the things to talk about in the news this week were kind of uh, cringy, if you ask me, and a little bit I told you so at the same time, so questionable, if you will. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's get on with some speculation, huh? What made you money this week? Um, was it Dogecoin? Was it your Marvel Universe One trading card set? Um, was it Bitcoin? Yeah, cryptocurrency twice. Um, it's probably all three of those things if you were tied to any three of those things. But comics, but comics. Um, there was some books. There was some books. Uh, did it make a bunch of money? Mm, not yet. Not yet. But there's definitely some things to speculate on. Let's start out with the Mortal Hulk. <laughs> Mortal Hulk. I talked about it a little bit last week. You know, the as I was recording, the story was just breaking. You know, anti-Semitism in Immortal Hulk number forty-three. Accidental or on purpose? Eh, we don't know. Um, I'm still going with the story of probably accidental. You know, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt here. The the Bennett fit of the doubt. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the fact is, is that people are speculating on it because it is recalled and, uh, the book's selling for like 20 bucks a piece now. You know, I think all three covers, there's three covers. There's the eight cover, obviously. You got your, uh, your aliens cover and you got your homage cover. Now here's the sad thing for me. Um, I wouldn't part with either three of my covers. I don't really care how much they're going for. I, I actually didn't get the homage cover. That would probably be the only one that I would think about letting go of, but if you think of, if you think for a second I'm breaking up my alien variant cover set for $20, mm, you silly. Mm, you so silly. It's not going to happen. Um, it, I'd probably just turn around and then end up spending 25 on it to get it back. <laughs> uh, but if you're not as super tied to collecting variant sets then yeah, you might have made a few bucks. Or if you haven't yet and didn't know, then there's your opportunity because the, the it's not really dying down. The market still wants these books. Um, you know, it's uh, will it will it get much higher than twenty dollars? That kind of depends on what happens with Al Ewing's career. Um, right now, you can go through like I talked about before. We had some things kind of like this before with X Men Gold. Um, that artist is no longer writing comics, but he actually had a background of some some hateful shit in his life. Um, Joe Bennett is like, oh, no English. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of, like I said, I kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, so uh, if he lost his career, I think it'd be a much bigger deal. I think the book would blow the fuck up. Um, and that's, uh, I'm not pulling for him to lose his career. I'm not. I want to see Immortal Hulk go all 50 issues. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I do. I think... Uh, but but we're, they are going to reprint it without that... or with, with the 
I don't know how they're going to do that panel. I don't know if they're going to add the L into the uh, into the word that was misspelled or um, if they're just going to fucking remove all the lettering in general and it be just a clear window. I don't know. But um, regardless, it's, it's going to be fixed. So, yeah. Um, I, I think it's okay, guys. I do. I think it's going to be okay. Continuing on. Continuing on. Uh, let's see here. Let's let's talk some more possible recalls. Maniac of New York. Maniac of New York. Now, um, I think it was even kind of solicited, like picture Jason running through the streets of New York. But when you see the character, kind of really looks like uh, Jason. Um... Uh, a little too similar. But at the same time, the likenesses have been changed enough. His name's Harry, uh, not Jason. Um, but even the backstory, though. Like, being involved with a, a, a camp as a kid. Oof. Oof. I think if they would have left out that little camp bit, they might get away with it. But I don't know, man. I have a feeling this book's going to be recalled, I think. And it, it sucks because it was really, really good. And what people... You know what no one's mentioned about this book? And I'm even counting myself in here because I did a YouTube review on this. And I don't even think I really brought it up blatantly. But this is a female-driven book. It is. It is three badass bitches um, living in the world of Harry and surviving in the world of Harry. So, <laughs> and if anything, trying to get closer to him. So, uh, yeah, um, it's one thing I don't think I've heard anybody bring up about this book yet, which can further drive the uh, uh, possibilities of the future and potential of this book. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope it stays on the shelves because I want to keep reading it. I, I, I really do. The, the, that, that cliffhanger at the end was, mm. and I'll get to all that. But the fact is, is... Yeah, it's the indie book to speculate on this week, for sure. And it, and I'm not just for the sake of, oh, well, gee, I hope I make 20 bucks off of it and the series gets canceled. No, I'm saying it, it has a probably a better chance of um, gaining if it stays alive. Um, I, I, I really do. Now, will the character go down as iconic? Character go down as iconic? I don't know about that. But the, uh, but maybe not Harry. What about these other characters that I'll get into later on? Maybe they could go down as the iconic characters out of the story. No one ever brought that up either because, once again, people aren't thinking... Of, uh, I don't know. The story wasn't about Harry. It wasn't. So there's more to this. I think there's there's both sides to this coin on whether or not it should stay or whether or not it could go. So, I don't know. Maniac in New York, man. I, if, if you could still find it, regardless, I think you should pick it up. I think it has a lot of fucking potential. And there's a great fucking Silverbacks variant, too. I watched the guy fucking, uh, like, preparing the cover and everything, and I was like, ooh, I don't know who this character is going to be, but he looks cool. And then I realized, oh, shit, he was doing a Maniac in New York variant. So if you could find that Brian Silverbacks variant, definitely get on that. That is the cover to get. Uh, Transformers. The Beast Wars are back, bitches. Um... There's there's some new faces in here, and that's that always gives possibility for speculation and potential. So that in itself, right there, Transformers, Beast Wars, number one. 
now, obviously, Star Wars. Star Wars High Republic. We've got... Let's, let's talk about the Marvel first. High, High Republic number two. We've got the first appearance of the Nihil. I, want, I call them the Nile, but it might be the Nihil. Uh, they are a faction of, apparently, the big bads in this High Republic universe. So, um, essentially, this would, I, I would imagine this would be like the first appearance of the Jedi, or the, 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 or the, the Siths, if you will. Um, that's what I would imagine that how big this book can potentially be. And then we've got the first appearance of a, a couple of twin Jedis, Seret and um, Tarek. I don't know. I, I can't. I think it's Seret and Tarek. And then there's a cameo appearance in there as well. So all types of potential with this book. So I hope you picked up more than one. Um, and I think it's already going for 15 to 20 bucks a piece. Still, still. And then um, out of IDW, the Star Wars High Republic Adventure series, you know, more for the young adult readers, but still, um, apparently, it's canonical. Uh, multiple first appearances in here. I'm not even going to try to go through the list of names that pop up in here. I picked it up out of spec. You know, no one's, uh, no one came out and said, "Well, these guys pick up the, or these guys are going to be in this book, so you should pick this up." No, I just used my comic book brain and said, "Well, if there's a bunch of first appearances in the first one, why wouldn't there be first appearances in this?" And why, uh, sure shit, yeah, whole new side of the fucking um, story. So yeah, probably should be reading the adventure series as well if you want to be really into this whole High Republic stuff um, and collecting it. Uh, for the sake of speculation, so there you go. Have I read any of it yet myself? Not yet, not yet. I'm waiting for issue three to come out. I want to read three issues in a row of High Republic. Um, and while speaking of which, while we're on the sake of speculation, uh, I I ordered 25 copies of High Republic number three to give you any indication. So, um, yeah, yeah, 25, 25 of them. Uh. The, the the incentive variants sell well. Let's put it that way. The incentive variants are going to essentially pay for my order. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's what I got for speculation this week, folks. It's the news. It's the speculation. Um, yeah, there's, there's some money to be made. There's some things to think about. While you head on over to eBay and check your uh, <laughs> and check check to see how the prices are doing and then um, uh, get on Twitter and yell at Keanu Reeves. I'm gonna take a quick break and I'll be right back to talk about the other highlights of the week, the stuff that I read. Mm-hmm. And there were some goodies too, and not just a couple. So hang tight. Hello, come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. My name is Willie. I'm the original Cooking Mama World Champion, and even though I've had close to 5,000 different brews, I always keep hams in the fridge. I'm Ginger. I'm the inaugural Tetris DS World Record Setter, and you can usually hear me eye roll at Willie's introductions. Every week, we review a beverage, we talk about a game we've played, we recommend something like a podcast, and we assign points for real-life experience. Come and listen to Grand Rapidians play video games. Found wherever you listen to quality podcasts.
right, as promised, I'm back to talk about last week's doodle books. Uh, let's start with... Hmm. Let's start with Indies, huh? Start with A Little Maniac in New York. Oh boy, Maniac in New York by Elliot Cologne and Andrea Muddy. Moody? I actually, I enjoyed this book so much, I decided this is going to be the first book that I took to YouTube and did a rapid review. Um, so yeah, if you want to see uh, a whole other conversation uh, about this book, and I mean see it, then check out the YouTube channel, Cheers to Comics. Uh, but Maniac in New York. Uh, like I was talking about a little bit in the speculation, we got Harry the Maniac, who is very much uh, resembling Jason. Um, he's an undead killer that just walks the streets uh, on New Year's Eve. He killed 79 Mav Haggis. Uh, I think he's up to like a 429 death count at this point. And um, yeah, the city, they're just trying to deal with it. You know, the mayor's dealing with it in a very uh, mm, just let it happen kind of way. Um, but there is actually a task force, a maniac task force involved with this, uh, headed up by Gina Green. And then we have this young little skipper, Detective Zelda Pettibone, and she, she's assigned to the case. And so, uh, you know, Green is showing Pettibone the ropes on the first day. You know, there's a, there's a murder in the city, and is it a maniac murder? I don't know. But, you know, Green is not, she's just kind of very meh about this whole thing. The maniac will be the maniac. There's nothing we could do to stop it. It's... It's bullshit, and the mayor's a piece of shit, and yeah, fuck it. You know, this is what it is. I don't enjoy my job, and I'm the one that has to do it. Meanwhile, Zelda has whole a whole other outlook on this thing. She's all gung-ho. She's like, we gotta catch the maniac. We gotta get him. Um, and I got good motives, because when I was in camp, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, the maniac killed my boyfriend right in front of me. So here I am now as an adult. My, you know, yep, I gotta get the maniac. So... You could see, you know, very, and it, it's perfect. You get, you got two very opposite characters, you know, very opposite. You know, it's, 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 it's a classic trope that works very, very well. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing their thing, and then, you know, it transfers over. We got another side of the story. You know, we, we, uh, a pretty awesome artistic narration of a, a lady by the name of Gabrielle. Costa, she's in the subway, and at this point, you know, they're deeming the subway essentially like the most dangerous place to be in New York, because that's where a lot of the killings are happening, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to get off of a train when he's on the train, and, you know, just is what it is. Well, she is actually kind of a, uh, a maniac supporter, if you will, you know, she, she, she agrees that there's people out there that need to not exist, <laughs> um, in her opinion, and uh, her, but she, her gripe with the maniac is that he's not really going after those people, you know. And while all this is going on, this beautiful narration, we got this fucking asshole on the train, get out of my way, bitch, and like elbowing her and all this shit. And it's just she's still like, and I, this is probably furthering her thoughts of motherfuckers like this need to die. Like, why does he get to walk the streets while innocent people are getting their heads cut off? You know, behind their back, they have no idea it's even coming. Um, this, this is bullshit. The maniac needs to focus. He needs to focus his attention. And then, ding! Uh, doors open, and uh, asshole gets off the, the train first, because, of course, and then asshole dies, because maniac kills. And then, boom, light goes off, son of a bitch. I'm getting my wish, says a ga or thinks Gabriella Costa. 
And then she realizes, wait a second, um, the maniac's on the same train that I'm on. And, uh, whoops. <laughs> um, uh, shit. <laughs> and that's, that's the cliffhanger right there. That's the cliffhanger. So meanwhile, while she's, you know, uh, fantasizing about her landlord that just upped her rent, um, and the, 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 the asshole that assaults her around her building and all this other shit about them getting murderated, um, yeah, the murderator shows up on her, uh, on her train, and irony much? I don't know. I don't know. Will Gabriella Costa make it? Oh, I don't know. See, that right there, that, that, that decision that the, the creators decide to make is going to say so much about this story. Is nobody safe? Um, or do we have, like I said, three badass female bitches driving a crazy killer psycho whore book? Um, I, I, I don't know. Either way, I'm so along for this ride, and I hope I really, really hope, I really, 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 really hope that this this book doesn't get canceled or pulled, and it continues on from Aftershock because it it was a uh, you know I'm gonna start doing this thing uh, maybe maybe um, I, I'm actually gonna start doing it on the on the YouTube channel and I realized that I forgot my first time so beings that this is the uh, the book that. I rapidly reviewed. I'm just going to kind of carry that over slightly into um, something that I'm not going to so much do on the podcast, but I don't, because I don't really rate books for the most part. But when I'm actually reviewing a book, not just talking about a book, um, yeah. So I'm going to create this this uh, this scale here. Um, a grading scale, if you will. <laughs> uh, we're talking... From poor all the way up to near mint. Poor, uh, good, very good, fine, very fine, near mint. So a six rating uh, scale. Um, now, <laughs> uh, I know we could get, well, what about uh, VF minus, VF plus? Yeah, what the fuck? Why not? Why not? So here's how I feel about this book. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a, a solid 9.4. This is a 9.4. Uh, just know that gem mints are very rare. 9.8 is the grade you're going for. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a near mint 9.4. Um, the only the only divots in this book, if you will, would be the very very close. Um, physical resemblances and um, background resemblances to Jason Voorhees. Um, you know, if he uses a different weapon and has a different mask and doesn't come from camp, shiny pond or something so, so derivative, um, it'd, it'd be a 9.8, no doubt, but solid 9.4. 9.4 is a solid, solid grade because everything else about it was great. It's no doubt a near mint book in my opinion. So there we go. There we go. Hey, how about Beast Wars, huh? Transformers is back. I'm not going to go nearly in depth on this. Uh, it's essentially, you know, how the Beast Wars arrive. And it's, uh, oh, man, it's great. It, it really is. I, I, I love the art in it. Um, uh, Burnham and Bertram just, they kill it. This is a series I'm, I, I don't want it to fall off. I really don't. This, this, uh, these characters are, 
a huge part of my childhood for sure. So um, as far as, you know, uh, the pacing and how the story went and all that, I mean, it was kind of a slow start, but uh, about three quarters of the way through, you know, just a, f a few pages in it, it y you get to that, oh shit, here we are, man. The beasts have arrived. And like I said, it's an origin story. So from now, they could just, boom, dive right into it, start punching each other and shit. And I'm, <laughs> good times, man good times. And like, I'm not going to grade the rest of the books here. I'm just going to, uh, the grading skill is going to be on the YouTube thing from here on. I just forgot. So, um, still great, great book. Uh, let's talk DC. I mean, I definitely read more indie books, but, uh, talking highlights now. This is a new show. I told you 2021 is going to be different. Everything's shinier now, more polished. I would like to think, um, trimming the fat, trimming the fat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, let's, let's talk DC. DC books. Uh, as, as, if you've been following the podcast, as I have to say now, anytime I'm getting ready to talk about DC, it seems, um, I've, I've fallen behind due to shipping bullshit. Uh, the, the only DC title that I'm actually current on is Next Batman. Um, so I did go through, I caught up on Next Batman, and uh, uh, we're on Next Batman number three. Now, John Ridley, Laura uh, Braga, and Arif Prianta. I'm only going to talk about the main story. I'm not going to talk about the, uh, the, the Outsiders and um, what was the other one? I don't know. I didn't read it. Uh, <laughs> I just want to know what's going on with Next Batman. So, uh, if you've been reading the book at all, you know, Batman at this point is kind of cornered by the peacekeepers. He has the family that, you know, murdered this uh, Drzeszewski fellow. Um, he's protecting them, though. You know, he, deser he believes that they deserve a fair trial, and he kind of sympathizes for them as well, because they're not just, like, super cold-blooded, you know, uh, Dick and Jane murderers. Uh, they, this Drzeszewski, Drzeszowski, I keep wanting to call him Drakowski. Uh Drzeszowski, uh killed their kid. So, but unfortunately, there's no real proof to lock him up. They just know, and yeah, so they killed him, and yeah. So the, the fact is, is that Batman's protecting them, but the peacekeepers have come to to do their thing. Well, uh, Batman, being Batman, is able to get them to safety, uh, to a, some you know a safe house, I guess. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, you know, Gotham has ordered this shoot-to-kill um, situation on all these vigilantes and masks, and um, yeah, so uh, that kind of entices Eric, um, one of the, the the parents of the the the, the I guess you, could, you know put it in blatant terms, the dead girl, um, a, uh, one of the murderers as well. I guess I could have phrased it that way. <laughs> Uh, he, he thinks, okay, well, here's the deal. Batman's going to turn us in, and we're definitely going to get tried. Or, or, in his head, he's thinking, he's thinking, um, what if I just beat the fuck out of Batman? Beat the fuck out of this next Batman, because, and then maybe they'll go softer on us, baby. They'll go softer on us. And, because, uh, you know, we're not vigilante. Well, maybe we were. But um, we're not masks. We're not claiming to be superheroes or anything like that. Um, and, yeah. So, I mean, we're a dime a dozen in Gotham. We just killed a motherfucker. Uh, Batman. Everybody's been after the Batmans for fucking 80 years. So, yeah. Maybe I can use this. So he takes a pull cue. Bam. Batman, or pull cue to the back of the head. Uh, has some sort of rope handy. 
strangling Batman, end of the chapter. Bom, bom, bom. Uh, fourth issue should r- conclude this, I believe. Um, I, uh, it's good, man. It is. I'm actually, you know, really enjoying the, the next Batman. I kind of, it, it's, it's just essentially, honestly, what it is, is another Batman Beyond. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just a Batman Beyond just eight years from now. That's it. Uh, <laughs> it, it. There's that's that's what they're not explaining anything in this. It's just on Batman and things are different or things are have always been. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe I should read Dark Detective and that'll clue me in a little bit more. I got a lot of reading or catch up to catching up to do on DC books. But yeah, if there's one that you have to stay on top of, it's got to be the Batman title, right? Um, so yeah, there you go. Next Batman. Uh, uh, let's talk, let's talk, um, well, yeah, no, let's talk Marvel now. Let's talk Marvel. Uh, let's go with, uh, let's, Avengers. Sorry, I know I'm a little reluctant here. (laughs) Avengers. Still nothing is really progressing. More people getting the Phoenix Force and more people fighting and... Ah, something needs to happen here, man. Something needs to happen. Um, why is it on the highlight? It's not that I didn't like it. You know, it's it's definitely interesting. The storytelling is very... Uh, Jason Aaron. The, the guy's a master storyteller. It's just... Oh, there's... I, I almost feel like this should have been a separate story outside of Avengers. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it turns out, but it's still worth reading. Sure. Absolutely. You know, especially if you know, this whole enter the Phoenix thing, I just can't really think of anything, uh, super important that poured out of it. It's just continuing on. I, it's almost like 40 through 45 should be one giant sized issue. To be honest, I just pay $9 for that. Uh, but no, that's not how it works when, you know, it's, it would otherwise be $20. Uh, <laughs> uh, Venom. Venom, 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 Venom. Um, yeah, no, the story progresses. It's uh, just kind of, I don't know, it's the other side of the, the, the last issue of King in Black. There's, I don't know, it almost felt like a filler issue, to be honest. It almost felt like a filler issue. As I open this up, you know, I, I have to see for myself, because I didn't end up taking any notes on it. Um, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a, I mean, <laughs> I will say one thing. I will say one thing. Uh, flash. There's a lot of Flash in this, and for that, I am very, mm, Very good. Uh, well, my favorite person to ever hold a symbiote was Flash. Uh, and then Rex Strickland's still carrying on. I still kind of have faith that Rex Strickland's going to be a thing. But as far as... I don't know. Uh, I, I can't really... I have a feeling that the next issue will explain more uh, as to what really happened in this issue. Because I don't really understand it for some reason. And I'm not saying it's completely incomprehensible. Maybe I was just overloaded that day. I read a lot of books, obviously. Um, but, no, it's it's still absolutely beautiful, (laughs) and intriguing, nonetheless. Uh, I I do think it furthered the plot. I just, 
Uh, in what way, I can't say yet. That's all. Um, Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk 43. The very... Uh, wh- how do you... Uh, what, what the fuck's his name? Uh, God damn it. Joe Cool. Not Joe Cool. What the fuck? <laughs> Joe Fix It. Joe Fix It. Very Joe Fix It driven, obviously. It's him kind of explaining how he is different, I guess, from Bruce. And Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's... It's really hard to go through and give a full uh, <laughs> rundown on this Immortal Hulk series, at least most of the issues on it. And it's just because it's really deep, and Al Ewing is a very unique storyteller. You know, he's not, he doesn't spoon feed you anything, that's for sure. You have to pull from here and there and then put p- pieces together. And uh, yeah, I have a hard time. I mean, I appreciate it, but I have a hard time with it. Just because, like I said, I'm overloaded. You know, if I were just reading a couple titles a month, then I bet I would think Immortal Hulk was the bee's knees. But I read more. <laughs> uh, Avengers. Mech Strike. Avengers Mech Strike. This is exactly what it looks like. Um, it was fun. It was actually a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I didn't have super high expectations for it, but I didn't think it was going to be dog shit either. You know, let me get that straight. I wouldn't have picked it up. Um, Or I wouldn't have read it. I might have picked it up for the sake of speculation. I'll admit that. But I wouldn't have read it if I thought it was going to be dog shit. And it wasn't. It was essentially... It was cool. It was really cool. And um, so cool, in fact, that I might actually even continue to read the series. Um, it, it might be a priority read, surprisingly. And I love that, man. I love that. Uh, fun times. Fun times. And ooh, the last book. The last book that I'm going to um, really go through <laughs> is... Uh, Strange Academy. Uh, Strange Academy number eight. Uh, this there there was a, a lot going on in this book, and in a good way, you know. Um, admittedly, I kind of had to go through and skim it a second time just to kind of make sure I understood what I read the first time. And I'm glad I skimmed it a second time, and it may benefit you to do the same. But Strange Academy number eight, Scotty Young, Umberto Ramos, and Edgar Delgado. Um, so it starts out, uh, Doyle Dormammu, he's in therapy with Dead Girl, apparently, um, in some way, shape, or form, he's been resurrected, and this I'm still a little foggy on, um, he's not completely dead, maybe he's in limbo before he's completely resurrected, like I said, I don't know, and my confusion on that, uh, is based off of, you know, just, uh, conversations that happen later on throughout the book that I will get to. Um, meanwhile... Meanwhile, uh, Rocket and Groot, yeah, they're not a member of the Strange Academy. Well, they have taken a few of the students on an off-planet field trip to retrieve the Mortal Morb. Fun, right? Well, of course, shit goes awry. <laughs> there is a, uh, a, a giant monster beast by the name of Kana, apparently, that chases them <laughs> uh, just all over the place. And I'll get to where they end up in a moment. But meanwhile, we flash over to, oh, Emily Blight. Um, Emily, she is in class as normal. You know, without, like I said, a few students missing. They're on this field trip. But um, 
yeah, uh, she she gets class is over, and uh, old Strange himself, Doctor Strange, pulls her aside and takes her into her office, and she thinks that she's kind of in trouble, and um, uh, quite the contrary, actually. Strange is kind of praising her, so your powers are. Um, yeah, you know, you're doing pretty good, uh, especially with your, you know, your, your remaining magical powers. Now, apparently some stuff, and I say apparently because there's obviously something I missed in the last couple of issues. I might have actually forgot to read issue six or seven. Um, but, uh, regardless, um, yeah, no, her, her powers have been hindered in some way, shape, or form. But, yeah, uh... Strange is still praising her, but it's not just, he didn't pull her in just to praise her. Uh, he actually gives her something. Gives her a ring. Gives her a ring from her, uh, her in limbo lover, if you will. Doyle Dormammu. And this ring, we don't know much about yet, but apparently it is going to help her keep her remaining, um, powers and, uh, uh, potentially lead them back to uh, Doyle, or getting Doyle back to them, because it looks like it's a piece of Doyle, to be honest. You know, it's this flaming ring that looks, like I said, like Doyle. So, yeah, no, let's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's cool stuff, man, it's cool stuff. So, yeah, a meeting adjourned between the two of them. She's carrying on, but then she gets distracted. She hears this voice, and she follows this voice all the way down into a part of the the, uh, the academy that she's yet to visit, the, the, the basement. And she, she, she's led to this door, and she can hear the voice on the other side of this door, and the voice is very ominous. You know, like, eh, Strange has had me down here, I think she said for like two years or something like that. I can't say he or she, I don't know. But, um, yeah, two years, locked away, and this place isn't what it seems, and... Yeah, just when you start thinking, oh shit, you know, open the door, I want to see who this is, what's going on here, boom, she gets the, the, the call from uh, Gus, who is being chased by uh, <laughs> this this Kana monster, and, you know, the rest of the class, and Rocket, and Groot, and says, okay, we need a portal, and they get a portal, and the portal shows up, and they get through, and then the Kana shows up as well, and then the Kana, mm, not so alive anymore, didn't make it through, uh, <laughs> and yeah, but boom. All, everybody's back on campus, including Rocket and Groot. Uh, fun read, man. Fun read. See, this is the beautiful thing about this book, is that, yes, there's some very serious things going on here you really have to pay attention to. Um, but meanwhile, some really fun things that you could just, hey, this is fun. Look at these little fat fucks getting chased around. And um, No, it's... It's good times, man. It's good times to be in comics. These are my highlights of the week. Yeah, I, I mean, I read The Walking Dead as well. Um, but we've all already... I think I'm the only one that hasn't read it yet. This deluxe edition is so good. I love the color. It's amazing. So I just had to say that. Um, but, yeah. There you go. Those are the highlights of the week. As far as story goes. Still got some things to talk about visually that were absolutely spectacular. And those would be wall books. Oh yes, there is a wall book wall book segment this week. You may have noticed that it's not every week. It's not every week that I buy a book strictly for the cover. But this week, most definitely, most definitely, there were two. The first being the I talked. I've actually kind of brought them both up already. The Immortal Hulk, Immortal Hulk forty three Alien variant. It's, it's amazing, man. 
it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, any, I, I don't know if there's ever been a piece of Xenomorph art I don't like. It's just, I, show me. Show me one I don't like. That, that would be done professionally. Don't have your fucking dog take a shit on a piece of paper and draw some legs next to it with a, oh my god, I got an idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I might do that myself. Um, yeah. So I gotta wrap up this podcast because I got shit to do. Um, so wall books. Yeah. No. That 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 xenomorph variant. Unbelievable. Um. Uh. uh wait, Brian. Where are you gonna get some dog shit? Well, I'll tell you where I'm gonna get some dog shit. Um. <laughs> hey guys. Uh, you think I would have brought this up in the beginning of the podcast, but. This is for the the hardcores, man. The ones that make it this far in. You'll be the first to know. There is a new member of the Cheers to Comics podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is an official mascot. My buddy, Rhodey. He came home yesterday from the pound. He's been locked up since December. Uh, Came uh, up from Mississippi. He's been in doggy jail. Men and Doggy Jelly is the sweetest of dogs. Uh, he's a, I want to, they, they just said pit bull mix. I think he's just a Staffordshire pit. I don't know. I don't care. He's beautiful. Um, uh, his, his slave name was Bogey. And I said, well, he's, he's got to be, it's got to be a comic book name, man. It's got to be a comic book name. We got to break, we got to break his chains. You know, we can't have his jail name. So I wanted to go with something that, Everything that I love um, that's not a person uh, has some sort of uh, Iron Man affiliation. Like, my car's names have been Friday, and I've had a dog named Jarvis. I've actually had a car named Jarvis as well. Um, So, you know, with uh, um, him being my potential new best friend, you know, why not Rhodey? I'm not saying I'm Tony Stark, but one, uh, Rhodey. The dog's name is Rhodey. So from Bogey to Rhodey, it's not too, uh, it's not too confusing for the guy. So that's where I'm gonna get my dog shit from. Uh, carrying on. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man number fifty-five again. The second print. Uh, yes, it's red. It's red. It's different. It's red. I like the white one. I think the white one's classic. I think the white one is going to retain its value. I don't think that them continuously reprinting uh, these books is going to... um, I don't think it's going to hurt the value of the first print. I actually believe, if anything, it's going to help the value of the first print because people are going to want the original. Uh, That's... That, that's where I land on that. Um, it, them homaging this cover over and over again with like Man-Thing and Star Wars and whatever else they pull out of their fucking ass. Uh, does, it, does it help the value of the first print? Probably. Do I think that they should be done? But however, like I said, this they can do this particular cover here, this ASM 55 reprint, this old or the classic webhead variant really in as many different ways as they want and i'll be cool with it because i will no doubtedly say that it is an iconic cover and that's 
Yeah, and you'll hear me talk about the the third print when it comes out too, and probably the same way. If anything, I'm more, I'm probably really looking forward to the blue more than anything. I I called blue, but I had it reversed. I said it was going to be a blue cover with um, white webbing, but it's a black cover with blue webbing. Um, so yeah, no, staying true to the original form as far as the black covers. I. <sighs> Maybe that'll be the incentive variant. Ooh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, probably still not worth buying 50 copies of this of the third print, though. Just saying. Just saying. Or maybe it will. Maybe because there is such outrage, you know, and disgust over there being another variant, killing the blah, 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 as people are saying. Um, maybe people will completely back off the third print, thus making it ever so valuable. I don't know. I don't know. It's a game of speculation, am I right? So, um, yeah, that's where we land. That's where I land, at least. Where you land is your own thing. As always, I'm not here to sway you away from anything. Make your own judgments and opinions in comics. I'm only here to tell you facts and state my opinion. Um, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed talking about these books this week. I hope you've enjoyed listening, if you have. And like I said, you've made it this far. Um, for the sake of Rhodey, leave five-star reviews. Do that. Uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. And review the podcast, rate the podcast, and follow the podcast on Podchaser as well. And while you're there, look up The Apocalypse. It's like The Apocalypse, only a D instead of a C. And it is the ultimate group of independent podcasts. Uh, it it's superb, and it, I'm not. It's not just comic book stuff, guys. It's not just nerd culture. It's everything. It's sports. It's true crime. It's uh, comedy. It's video games. It's fuck. Name another type of podcast. It's there. There's history. There's booze. Um, all of it, man. All of it. So remember the apocalypse and follow at the apocalypse and hashtag the apocalypse on Twitter as well. Um, always at Cheers to Comics. And um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got exciting things to talk about, but I'm just waiting for waiting for a little bit of confirmation on a couple more things to come back before I make a um a fun announcement. Something I've been looking forward to with this show since day one. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, Once again, thank you for tuning in. Please, 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 please stay safe out there. Always read responsibly. Start a poll list. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast.